1: and approved by the O5 Council for release to trusted associates of the Foundation. This is SCP Unredacted.
0: Previously on SCP Unredacted.
3: Is it alive?
4: No. We are not entirely sure of how long it has been since that ever happened here. They didn't think anyone would still be alive. I
5: am not alive.
4: And we never did get a name for you, did we? You may call me a preserver.
6: We keep coming across this bronzish alloy.
5: You speak of the Falad. Falad became a byword for unbreakable.
2: The writings mention a Falad throne?
5: It is holy beyond holiness, divine beyond divinity. Its very presence is a symbol of power. Right, we also have questions about this Bumaro. Emperor Bumaro was the first mortal man to witness the majesty of the Broken God in all her glory. A cripple and a peasant, raised above humanity by the generosity of Makan. His existence is indisputable.
7: They
0: also keep mentioning this war with the other two nations. Adityum, of the Nalka Empire and the Mom Jewel referenced as the capital of the David Covenant. These two empires were each powerful enough to withstand a war with the mecha culture. And bring it to its knees. We need to figure out how this city died. But I suppose that if you want to improve the rate of research, you're going to need more people. I've run the numbers and 200 additional personnel
3: would give us the arms we need. You'll have your people within two months.
0: Might need to consider
3: expanding. I'm inclined to agree, if we could get the reactors online within the month. Permission granted. Good luck.
0: And now, part three.
7: Section 001.5. Later Research.
1: The additional personnel and requisitions arrived via airlift to ARF-01 throughout March and April of 1984. The sudden threefold increase in personnel required immediate expansion. ARF 02 was established in another structurally intact skyscraper in the southern district of Amini Ram, each site now holding approximately 100 personnel. To connect the two sites, the disused rail system of Amini Ram was brought back into functional condition to ferry materials and personnel. This further necessitated the repair and refurbishment of the city's power grid and reactors, using technical assistance from A-1 and its automatons. While the cold fusion reactors required extensive study and repair, the relatively simple nuclear reactors, incorporating paratechnology, were slowly brought online using requisitioned nuclear fuel. On 12 April, the first two thomic reactors came online, providing power to the entire western and southern districts of the city, allowing use of lighting, air conditioning, and of the rail system to ferry personnel and materials between the two sites.
7: Attached transcript, April 1984.
1: Interviewers, Drs. Hedvig Nussbaum and Robert Aram. Subject, SCP-001-A1. Begin log. A1's head twitches upward.
3: You
5: are repairing my city.
3: Hello to you too. Yes, I suppose we are. I hope that's not a problem. No. Your help was invaluable. The technology, it's a marvel. We would have taken years to figure it out
5: alone. You would have eventually. No matter.
4: You might have noticed that there are a lot more of us lately.
5: Yes, you are settling into the ruins.
4: Well, no, I wouldn't. You are
5: assisting my city. You are permitted.
4: Oh, well, thank you. I wanted to probe you on some history.
5: I do not know what help I can be. I have guided you to the historical records.
4: Yes, but we would like a primary source. So... You, yourself, remember nothing about the city you call home? What happened at the end of the Empire, perhaps? I am deeply sorry if you have... Curiosity
5: should never be an offense. But I do not have the answers you seek. My memory, it is fragmented. My mind, sundered. I remember little more than hazes and flashes. Images. Sitting at the market, eating a fruit and waiting for mother, playing with the other children and falling, crying as my brother fixed the welds and screws on my leg. My mind is not my own.
3: So you weren't always like this. You were human.
5: I was better. I was a mechanite. This was not always my form. This much I know, but who I was, how I arrived in this state, I do not, but I remember the sky cracking as down came the walls and the landsmen held back the tide of monstrosities and verdure so we could escape to the Undercity. That does explain the corpses. Jesus. I cannot tell you my history because I do not remember, but I can help you find it yourself. How? I told you of the Thalad Throne and how it was used by each Emperor Bumaro to call the wisdom of all predecessors. It accepts memories imprinted into special cylinders and feeds
4: them to its occupant through their augments. The cylinders we found in the basement.
3: Wait, so if I sat in the chair the Throne and someone fed the cylinder in, I would see the memory, feel it. In my arm and leg?
5: Yes. All that is required is the fist. The what? An heirloom of the Imperial Family. A special augment, allowing them to use the throne. The throne is one of the most mystical and powerful artifacts ever created. The fist ensures only those that were meant to sit on it could use it.
3: Okay. Where is this fist?
5: You already have it.
3: The machine you gave me. It fits perfectly on the end of my arm. That's not a coincidence, is it?
5: No. But I am as blind to what brought about the end of the mechanites as you. Go now and discover our legacy. Tell me. So I might remember what I was before. End. Log.
1: Upon their exit from the Undercity, Project Leeds immediately assembled a team and made for the palace to investigate the throne. The hum of machinery was barely audible from inside. It was concluded that bringing the city's power online had returned the throne to working order. The left armrest contained a port that fit the cylinders recovered from the library, while the right contained a depressed section molded around the grip of the fist. Testing was immediately commenced.
7: Attached transcript. April,
4: 1984. Begin log. I'm not sure about this, Robert.
3: I trust Preserver. I'm the only one modded out enough to get a good view of what the memory is, and you need to be here to make sense of what I'm seeing. It'll be fine. Still... It's not like we have a lot of options if we want to figure out what happened.
1: Dr. Aram settles into the throne. Placing the fist into its depression. <clears throat> Ow!
3: This thing is uncomfortable. Go on and put the cylinder in.
4: Okay. Your engineers are out by the power line. Just say the word and we will shut it down. Are we recording?
1: Okay. Dr. Nussbaum steps to the side of the throne. It sinks into the slot, and the throne begins emitting a steadily increasing hum of machinery and clicking. After several seconds, a noise locks the fist in place. Oh, shit. Here we go. Dr. Aram's eyes fill with a pale golden light, and he arches his spine held in place by the fist. He writhes wordlessly in the throne, gasping. Robert? (laughs) Robert! (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. 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 I see it. Oh, God. Shut it, throne! I can handle it. Dr. Aram continues to writhe, bucking forward and backward in the throne, before abruptly ceasing and coming to a seated position.
4: Robert, are you there? What do you see?
1: Oh my god.
3: It's beautiful.
4: What is? I'm,
3: I'm standing on the palace, the balcony facing the... the eastern district. The sun is rising, it's... Casting this fucking beautiful dappled light across the whole city. I can see all of it, the buildings. There's no skyscrapers. It's not ruined, it's perfect. The streets are bustling with activity, the markets. People are hawking their wares, shouting. It's a living, breathing fucking city. They're all. They all have bionics of some sort. The sun hits the horizon and I can see them, their arms or legs or faces shining. I'm turning. I'm turning away and heading into the palace. The scene changed. What is it? I'm. I'm sitting in a carriage? No. A car? Some sort of car thing being driven through the streets. There's guards all around me, armored and covered in swords and some sort of primitive gun. And I have the window down. People are throwing. No. Offering things to me bread, wine, fruits, gifts. Someone just slid a canvas in. It's. it's. it's an oil painting of a man. A huge brown man with a beard and... Oh god, it's me. I'm Bamaro. It's a painting of me. Half the body is all Fulod, left leg and both arms. I'm smiling and waving to the people. We're talking, it's a mechanite, I can't understand them.
4: Just repeat the noises, I will translate later.
3: Uh, thank you, your lord loves you. McCain honors us all. Just lots of happy shouting. Okay, we're back in the palace now. I'm on the throne. There's people in the throne room, the soldiers, I think. Generals. The important one is a woman in this dragon armor. They're all poring over a huge map of, I think it's Asia. It's all fucked up like the one in the engravings. There's lines drawn everywhere, symbols. There's three big circles. One is in Egypt, one's in India, one's on the Chinese coast. They're all yelling and arguing. They're looking at me. I look away to the right. There's a woman there. She's beautiful. Her eyes are gone. It's just a golden mask, but she's beautiful. There's this intricate set of golden metal-feathered wings on her. I love you so much. There's a little boy next to her. It's my wife and son. I'm looking at the generals. I nod. The Covenant go too far. Prepare the Golden
1: Legion. The light disappears from Dr. Aram's eyes, and the locks release. He slumps backward, unconscious.
4: Robert!
7: Medic! End log.
1: Dr. Aram was removed from the throne room and taken to the infirmary at ARF-01. Medical personnel found he had a slightly elevated blood pressure and heartbeat consistent with strenuous physical activity, but was otherwise healthy. He was placed in an infirmary bed. The following day, he was conscious, active, and responsive with normal levels. Closer inspection revealed no lasting physical or neurological damage from the incident, and Dr. Aram indeed expressed a closer interest in the archeological team's findings in the following days citing his experience as giving him a newfound interest in the extant Meccanite culture. While the findings from the throne test were transcribed and analyzed, other records found in the city were translated.
7: Attached document, April, 1984.
2: And the sweep of the Golden Legion took three long centuries of expansion as the Meccanite empire's legates established beautiful, harmonious dominion on the oases and villages of the world. And as they expanded, they found relics, artifacts sheared from Makan during their gods' fall from heaven, scattered over the earth. And with each relic carried back to Amini Ram, the fervor of the people grew and grew as their leaders rose, warred, and died for their heirs. And as the legion marched forward over those long centuries, two other nations of man marched. The covenant of the Deva rode forth on their great horrible spirit beasts, searing a path through the jungle from their twin city of Korar. And they used their black magic to open a gap, stepping from one side of the continent to another, and those that went through established another city, Adatum that would after another two centuries fall to its own slaves, branding themselves the Nalka. And all these parties marched into Asia, only vaguely aware of the existence of the other two until the Battle of Haramar, where they collided. The existence was an affront. The disgusting flesh beasts of the Nalka an insult to the steel glory of Makan, and the Covenant's plant spirits choking and infesting the gears and wheels of the Legion. And so the Legion fired the First Mortar, shattering the Covenant's ranks, and thus began a war that would end with the destruction of Asia. The First War raged across the continent in every theater. Fleets of golden-hulled warships were constructed in omni Ram and pushed downriver to encounter the Covenant in the bay. The Nalka raised an army of the dishonored dead from Adatum and marched them ceaselessly to throw themselves in the front line choking the vines of the Sorcerer Nawabs. There were no laws in war, and there is no honor in death. Every corpse was fodder for future battles. Forests were scorched during retreat to deny the Covenant Seed, and the warriors of the Nalka and Covenant chose to throw their weapons in the sea rather than surrender the precious metal to the foundries of the Legion. And the Colossi, Great, thousand-arm-tall goliaths of steel and bronze and filod that rent the sky down upon the Nalkan hordes. Every second man was killed in the fighting, and it raged for 300 years and would have gone on forever until the Abominant landed his ships on the western coast of Ethiopia and began his march to Amini Ram. Devastation.
1: A week later, Dr. Aram once again volunteered to use the throne, citing his quick recovery and the wealth of potential ancient knowledge hidden in the accounts of the various emperors, Bumaro.
7: Attached transcript. May, 1984.
4: Begin log. Do you feel alright?
3: Dandy. Know what to expect this time. I'm prepared.
4: Still, do not go so far this time. Worried about me? About this throne, Domkopf.
3: Sure. I'm ready.
4: Okay. It looks like last time you saw the beginning of the Mechanite Empire's war. Possibly through the eyes of the original Bumaru. So from there, we think we have managed to figure out a rough chronological order for the cylinders. So today, I want to try to get something from the middle.
3: Aren't we looking for what happened at the end?
4: I doubt you would be able to discern who exactly is attacking the city in the panic and confusion. We need to go slightly back. Try to see if we can deduce which way the winds are blowing. What the nature of the Nelka and the Covenant are exactly. Okay. We also need to try to figure out the historical stunting of these empires. The influence on their contemporaries.
3: I don't exactly control what I see, you know.
4: Uh Aha, but I believe you can. It would not be very useful if the kings could not specify what knowledge they wanted to recall from their forefathers. How would I do it? Focus your thoughts. Try to recall. You have no
3: idea, do you?
4: (laughs) Okay. Here we go.
1: Dr. Nussbaum inserts the cylinder into the throne, inciting the same reaction as before from Dr. Aram, though significantly less violent and more controlled. Oh shit. Okay.
3: It's different. It's all wait. This isn't a money rom. This is somewhere else.
4: Describe it to me.
3: Still Yeah. Still in the desert, but it's like a, a movie desert, all perfect sand dunes, a stone city wide, flat, not advanced like a money rom. Monuments, statues, there's a river. It's fucking massive. I've been here before. This is the Nile. This is Luxor. This is Thebes. We're in Egypt.
4: There is our historical contemporary.
3: It's late. The sun's setting. I'm... Okay. I'm Abe Amaro, sitting at the head of a caravan. We're riding automatons, six-legged beetle things. We're pulling into Thebes. There's a party waiting for us. We're being welcomed into the city. We're in a throne room now. There's a man sitting on the throne. It's a pharaoh.
4: Based on the time frame, that would be Menkora, the builder of the smallest of the Giza pyramids.
3: We're talking. Exchanging gifts. Uh, pleasantry. Wait. I just sent all the servants out. It's just us and our bodyguards now. We're discussing something. He just asked if he can expect my support against the... Something called the Abominant? My army is already spread thin to enforce peace on my land. I cannot afford to be involved in your affairs, Pharaoh. We're arguing. Shouting. The Abominant is marching on Amani Ram, and he will cut a swath through Egypt and stack your corpses to build a bridge across the Nile for his army. If I route the Covenant at the Mood, we can stand united. He's... I said... I'm leaving. He's angry. Why doesn't he understand? There are bigger things at stake.
4: Robots, Focus. What is happening?
3: Uh, Same... no. Different scene. Different throne room. Different ruler. A man in a robe and turban looks uh, Arab or Ottoman or something. He's shaking his head. Now it's some sort of tribal chief in a tent. A Rus prince. We're discussing establishing trade routes, selling our fula, the technology. They're willing to trade, but they don't want to get involved with the war and risk the Nalka or the Covenant.
4: So there are contemporaries. But they did not risk their heads in a clash between titans.
3: Okay, now, oh, sweet Christ. Robert? It's... oh my god. We're in a city, a ruined city. There's jungle around it. It's a flame, the sun is setting, the smoke's thick in the air and rising in plumes. I'm standing on a bluff. There's a regiment behind me. My soldiers, the Golden Legion, are lobbing things into the city. Firebombs and mortars. They're scaling the walls. The defenders are… they look Indian, almost. They're running in terror. There's… ghosts? Some kind of spirits swirling in the air, mixing with the smoke. We're bringing down the walls and killing the soldiers on the battlements. I'm… there's someone behind me. The general, the woman in the dragon armor. The troops are looking to her. I'm giving her a nod and she screams something, and they charge down the bluff. This giant metal armor suit leading the charge. They're shattering the line. Jesus. It's a fucking massacre. She's holding a sword up. Holy shit! Lightning just struck it. Now I'm in the city. I'm I'm on my mount surveying the ruins. The woman is beside me. I touch her head. I can see myself in her helmet. I'm young, I can't be more than 25, but I'm in the intricate battle armor. There's survivors, there's someone dragging themselves across the dirt, holding their guts in. Jesus, fuck! What? She just stepped on his head. Something burst out, this spirit flame thing just shot into the air, his brains are on the dirt. Oh man, I'm gonna be sick.
4: Focus, Robert, please. Try to think of Ram.
3: Oh, okay. We're there. I'm standing in the palace. It's... the city's militarized. There's guards in the street, and the walls have... those machine gun turrets?
4: Are you talking to someone?
3: Yes. An engineer. Is Mekane's KISS ready? We can't be sure without testing it, but we feel confident. The Undercity has been retrofitted to fit all the components. They require a simply tremendous power source, but it works. There's something in the distance. Oh. Oh, holy fuck. What is it? There's... mechs. They're gigantic. They have to be 200 feet tall, four legs and two arms. They're moving slowly, but they're fucking huge. I can see three of them from here. They're circling the city.
4: Are they approaching?
3: No. They're enforcing a perimeter. They're our weapons. This isn't a war. This is an apocalypse.
4: Okay. Time to take a break, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Aram removes himself from the throne. Robert? Yes?
4: When did you learn to speak Meganites and Egyptian?
3: I have no idea.
4: End Log
1: Upon the discoveries of the epochal scale of the First War, waged between the three empires, research began to take a special priority on war records and weapons technology that may have been left behind. Over the course of the following weeks, records of manufacture and shipment for thousands of ammunition and supplies were translated, revealing a scale of war production previously considered impossible in antiquity and rivaling the war output of developed nations in the modern era. In addition, the references to the Makani's Kiss suggested to be an extremely powerful superweapon. Incited a new flurry of research into the components and devices in the Undercity.
7: Attached Transcript, June 1984.
1: From the Desk of Researcher Mohammed Zayed, Amini Ram Initiative.
6: Memo to Dr. Robert Aram. I understand you're recovering from extended experimentation with the throne. Not to disturb your rest, but the team thinks we've come up with a solid theory on what the device under the city, the Mechane's Kiss, is. Just some background context, some of the geologists that came in during the second wave of personnel made some interesting, but at the time, irrelevant discoveries. Mounting to the revelation that the sand within SCP-001 is of a slightly different chemical composition to the sand outside of it. The sand inside is more similar to a kind of white sand found in a section of the Arabian Desert several hundred miles to the northeast. We didn't know what to make of it, but the recent research into the Undercity has changed things. We've mapped out the whole device. It occupies 65% of the Undercity's volume. Practically everything is connected to it that isn't stuff like the sewers. Its components have also become more understandable with our new experience on machinite design, architecture, and philosophy. This technology is antiquated, but it's almost all paratech. Extremely powerful conduits, converters, connections, etc. All terminating in a small chamber emitting extremely high levels of radiation. We sent a protected probe in, warding it. It melted a few minutes later, but we ran the pictures and energy signals against the database and got nothing. We've never seen anything like it. But then, TENS decided to call in a few favors and run it against the GOC database. Apparently they have seen something like it and tried to weaponize it. A long-distance, large-scale matter D slash reconstructor and emitter. A gigantic teleporter, basically. Apparently big enough to move an entire city hundreds of kilometers. McCain's kiss isn't a superweapon, it's a Hail Mary. Unfortunately, it's completely burned out. It would require a team months to get it back into remotely working order, and that's ignoring the problems of power. It's way too demanding to pull from the city's power grid. We think that it draws directly from the cold fusion reactors, which is another impossibility. Plus, we still don't know how it was controlled or how any of the computation works without, well, computers. In any case, I don't think omni will be teleporting anywhere soon. Attached
7: transcript. Transcript. June 1984.
2: And in the sixtieth year of the war, as the fighting reached a crescendo and Thaumat burned with the shelling of the legion on the flesh hordes of the Nalka, the Matriarch of the Covenant and the Grand Carcist Ion met under the shadow of night in the black catacombs of Adatum. And there they came to understand a truth, bitter enemies though they might be, the flesh of the Nalka and the plants of the covenant were an extension of each other, both extrusions of the natural world. Evenly matched, neither could truly destroy the other, but the mechanite blessed steel was something else, a gift from the sky, well capable of crushing each of them. But together, they stood a chance. And such it was that as the invasion plans were drawn and the great siege engines were constructed and the pole arms cooled in the foundries, the Golden Legion marshalled and marched themselves, beginning the long, bloody trek to Adatum. And as they crossed through the desert of Asia, the Nalka were lending their forces to another invasion, this one raised by the sorcerer Nawabs with the Deva against Amini Ram. A black, wicked army secretly gathering in the jungles of the south, marching on the first Rom of the Meccanites. And with them came the magics. The Nalka offered one of their greatest boons, a plague to infest the city, and the Covenant offered the Song of the Deva to make the verdant greenery of the desert rebel against its masters. And even then, their marshaled forces were not enough to dominate the colossi and take the city. But in the far west, beyond the gate, another storm was brewing. The Abominant, may his name never be spoken of, stood on the shores of the coast as the damned fleet disembarked from their massive ships, and his army assembled itself from his prisoners and his soldiers, and the march to the east, to Amani-Ram, began. The city settled between two unstoppable forces, neither aware of the other's presence, as the two armies pushed to the walls of the city and the head of its king, queen, and general.
1: Another meeting with 0 5 was scheduled for June 26th to ascertain the progress of the amini rom initiative and relay new discoveries regarding the fate of the mechanite culture. On June 25th, an unidentified aircraft was detected 10 kilometers away from the anomaly. Upon confirmation that the aircraft was approaching the anomaly's entrance, ARF-01 radioed it, asking for identification. The aircraft responded with valid Overwatch command credentials, coming to a close landing and allowing O511 to disembark and enter the anomaly, escorted by MTF Alpha One Red Right Hand.
7: Attached transcript, June 1984.
1: Begin log. O511 is standing in one of Omnirom's thoroughfares. An Alpha-1 agent stands on every nearby corner and window. The sun is directly overhead, but the cooling and power units on the street corners keep the air at room temperature. A hot, silent wind passes through the Broadway. Doctors Aram and Nussbaum approach from the north.
4: <laughs> Hello, sir.
1: Oh, 5
3: 11. Sorry about the
0: welcome. We weren't expecting you. I arranged a meeting, didn't I?
4: Yes, but they didn't expect you to, uh...
0: Show up in person. Don't blame you. We're not exactly an outgoing bunch. But I've heard so many great things about this city over the past year. About its secrets, architecture, technology, culture, history. I wanted to see it for myself. Everything you were hoping for? That and more. I'll admit, it does look a lot nicer now that you've started to rebuild the
3: place. Thanks. We've managed to get primary power back online along with the train system and a lot of the undercity's navigation maps and such, the power and climate control as well, obviously. We're going to try and get the city's weaponry back online soon see what kind of defensive technology they were packing. Hold that thought. Dr. Nussbaum. Yes? I'm told your historical team
0: has made several breakthroughs recently, especially using the Throne Anomaly, which if I recall correctly, you're the primary test subject for, Dr.
3: Aram. That's correct. We've done about a dozen tests since we discovered it, and only a handful have turned up anything substantial. It's mostly fragmented memories from old kings. Watching as the streets swell with citizens and goods flood into the markets, visions of battlefields as the Mechanite army takes on the Covenant and the Nalka.
0: Right. And of course, you've translated... How many of the recovered tablets now?
4: Dozens. Over a hundred. But like the throne records, most are simple, banal correspondence.
0: But not the recent ones.
4: Correct. I have a presentation compiled in my office. Shelby?
1: Lead the way. Nussbaum Aram 0511 and the Alpha-1 operatives enter the office inside ARF 02. It fully covers one of the higher floors of the massive skyscraper. Inside, the furniture is a combination of metal and intricate stonework. A wall of windows looks out over the city. The group takes a seat in front of the desk. Hmm,
0: I expect more of a cantonment. But no, you seem quite comfortably set up here.
4: <laughs> well, we have been here for nearly a year now. Plenty of time to settle in. And expanding to the second site is also helped free up space. Everyone has their own chambers.
3: Home sweet home.
4: Anyway, as you know, we have made great strides recently in determining the fate of Amoni Ram and the mechanite culture at large using translated historical records in tandem with the Throne Visions and A1's admittedly limited accounts. It has been established that the David Covenant originate from the Indian subcontinent and the Nalka are likely from Central or East Asia, but the later records repeatedly mention a fourth party, the so-called Abominate. As of now, We know functionally nothing about who or what this is, only that they were in possession of a fleet of seafaring vessels that landed on the shores west of Amoniram, in the old country. My hypothesis is that this is West Africa.
0: The records say this figure marched Amoniram.
4: While the Covenant Nalka Coalition marched from the east, yes.
0: An army crossing the entire breadth of the Sahara 4,000 years ago is hard to believe. It's not the strangest thing we've seen
3: out here.
4: Indeed. We also have reason to believe that the Gobi Desert was a significant theater in the first war. which would suggest the three primary cultures also had some sort of experience warring in deserts.
0: You say three primary cultures. You don't include the abominate in the equation.
4: They are not sure if they are human yet, much less a distinct culture group. The Aegean tablets also do not mention any fourth party in the First War. However, I also have been in contact with some colleagues of mine at King Saud University, researching the mundane Zamud culture in the Northwest. They recently unearthed a trove of tablets in the region, apparently detailing a cataclysmic battle between four armies for control of a major city. Bingo. Yes, I already have some people translating it. It is quite complex, but full translation should be ready within the months. In any case, the mechanite records we have found indicates that in the later stages of the war, the Nalka and David Covenant allied themselves to take Omniram, while the Mechanite's Golden Legion marched across Asia to Aditum, the Nalka capital. This covers three of our armies. And evidently the Abominant is the force. But they also imply that the combined force of the Nalka and David Covenant was not enough to take the city. That the Abominant, whatever it was, is more responsible for the fall of Omni Ram.
0: damn, That's disconcerting. But I suppose that there's nothing to do now but wait for translations, yes?
4: That would appear to be the case.
3: Right.
0: Dr. Aram. You said you had updates about the technology.
3: That's right. We've discovered a lot of military weapons, it looks like. They range from CQC polearms and swords and what seem to be primitive chainsaws to long-range shoulder-mounted mortars and elephant guns. These were all in ruined warehouses in the sack portion of the city, but we've also made a few interesting finds in the Undercity. Do tell. First, a few suits of functional power armor. Of the kind in the throne records. Exoskeletons to enhance strength, speed, durability, power. Some of them even flight-capable through gravity-defying paratechnology. Unfortunately, they were unusable without mechanite implants to link to. Well, that's a goddamn shame. Was. A few days later, Dash A directed us to another chamber in the Undercity, this one filled with assembly lines, industrial sections, and crates on crates of mechanite implants. Fueled and steel bionic arms, legs, prosthetics, torso cages, even heads, and of course, sensory implants, replacement visuals, and sensory suites. Just like ours. The Foundation already gives those things out like candy, so I think they're worth experimenting on with D-Class.
0: You want to outfit D-Class with millennial old cybernetics so that you can put them inside highly destructive mech suits? <laughs> you know I can't approve that, Robert. Hmm. I see. The risk is just too great. Sure.
3: Okay. Uh, In the meantime, we'd like to try and see if the city's defensive systems still work. The ones I saw in my visions. The mechs. The gun emplacements. These... Visions. You trust them? I do. seen them with my own two... Well, not eyes, but you know what I mean. Why wouldn't I?
0: Maybe I'm just old-fashioned, but I don't lay my faith in all the technology quite so easily. I'd be wary. But, if what you said is true... Then there's at least two super weapons in the city that the Foundation could deeply benefit from. Those Colossus are. impressive. And of course, the teleporter. Mikane's Kiss.
3: It's not. Yes, sir. I'm gonna need lots of supplies, due to and tritium, most importantly. We're gonna try and bring those Cold Fusion reactors online.
0: That's a big ask, and a dangerous one. We'd like to know how the city was destroyed before we accidentally blow it up.
3: We've already mastered most of the technology we've discovered, and we do have Preserver to assist us still. A1. Yes, still. Discovering the city's defense and how effective they are is crucial to getting an accurate image of the battle. Right, Edvig. Uh,
4: yes. Yes, it is. I support the idea. Hmm.
3: Well, if
0: both of you are in agreement, I can make it happen. But be safe. Don't take any needless risks. We don't want anything happening this far in, yes?
7: Of course. End log.
1: Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, join my Discord community, hire me on Fiverr, or help support me by becoming a patron for as little as $3 a month, regardless of tier, all patrons get early access to every single episode the links are in the description i don't have the talent it takes to write a skip all i do is read original authors make this podcast possible so credit to the original author their links in the description show them some love as well consider becoming a member of the scp wiki upvote their work and maybe write a skip of your own maybe i'll read it here someday you never know if you never try
6: I'm Grigory Carpin from Simply Creative People, the podcast where we discuss GOIs, canons, and stories from the SCP Wiki, and we try to recommend things for all fans of the wiki new and old. Look for us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. Visit the show page at anchor.fm slash simply-creative-people. Or follow us on Twitter at S-I-M-C-R-E-A-T.